Ladies, ladies, you don't have to wait for someone else to show enthusiasm for you. You can do that for yourself. We can do that together. Welcome to the Cup of Glow podcast. I'm your host, Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva, and I have the t-shirt to prove it. The Cup of Glow podcast seeks to entertain, inform, and inspire you through serial stories and discussions prompting you, the milestone diva in our midst, to own your power. During our current series, She Has a Story to Tell, you'll hear from several milestone divas as they share their powerful stories with us. Success is in their past. Each day is a new opportunity for these ladies to chart the course of their future adventures. In this episode, I'm speaking with Robin Collins. Robin was born in upstate New York in the land of Finger Lakes, with scenic hills and valleys and snow. Robin came to Florida in 1978 to pursue an advanced degree and stayed because she preferred the warm weather. She married in 1979 to a man she'd known since childhood, and they celebrated their ruby anniversary last fall. Robin spent her career in state government and retired six years ago. She keeps active in several local groups, including Toastmasters, Genealogy, and Choral Singing. She also enjoys spending time learning new things and socializing. Robin's husband knows it's hard to shut her up once she gets talking. His words, not mine. So who knows what will happen during this podcast? Welcome, Robin. I'm so happy you've joined us today on the Cup of Glow podcast. You are a remarkably active retiree who recently celebrated your ruby anniversary with your husband. A ruby anniversary signifies 40 years. That's incredible. I heard someplace that the average length of a first marriage that ends in divorce is eight years. Please share your wisdom on accomplishing the longevity you've had in your marriage. Well, thank you for having me. I'm not sure I have a lot of wisdom, but I definitely have a lot of experience at this point. The one thing that I think has helped us as a couple is we actually cut up and joke with each other a lot. Some of my friends can't believe the things that come out of my husband's mouth, and I'm sure he feels the same way about mine. What would you like to know? Whatever you care to share. I don't need to know intimacy and other details such as that, but... What is it besides, you say, laughter and cutting Mm -hmm. up and joking and having a good time like that? Yes. For sure, laughter is the best medicine for many things. But give us an example of some of the things you do together. These days, since we're retired, we actually do more together than we do apart. But some of the things that we've liked to do in the past is travel. We would first, as younger couple, 
go out on car adventures. We drove to Texas and broke down a number of times, which was typical for us. Later on, we bought a travel RV. It was, in fact, a motorhome, and it broke down almost every trip. We bought a second RV, and the joke was we couldn't even get out of town the first time for one of the tires blew out. Let's just say we had to learn to laugh, and a lot of the times we would say, well, what's this adventure going to be like? I actually started Christmas letters when we were younger, and some of the fun things I would put in the Christmas letters were all the different breakdowns and how we had to deal with unexpected things in our lives and hopefully just keep laughing and moving on. Were you able to sell your RV to an unsuspecting soul, or did you just junk it? Well, he sold it, but he sold it for parts. (laughs) (laughs) So not so unsuspecting soul. Correct. Besides your impressive Ruby anniversary, please describe your most, I guess, your most recent achievement, accomplishment, whatever you care to describe it, but what you're most proud of that you've accomplished after age 50. Oh, gosh. I guess the thing that I'm most proud of is that I get up every day and I keep moving forward. There's a lot of times, I think, as we get older with our aches and pains and life struggles that we just aren't sure how to keep moving forward. But I do. I get up and I keep moving forward. I think I mentioned to you that one of the things that I found as I got older is I have less worry and more self-confidence about myself. And one of the things I deal with, you already know about it, is my power wheelchair. And I get up every morning and I get in my power wheelchair and we go as far as the battery will take me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do believe you were in or approached to be in a pageant of sorts for people in wheelchairs. How did that turn out? Well, that was very interesting. The way I got, let's say, introduced to the Ms. Wheelchair Florida pageant was I was just tooling around the mall about 13 years ago. And lo and behold, a woman rolls up to me in her wheelchair and hollers out, Hey, come over here. I want to talk to you. I'm looking around thinking, this is interesting. I don't know this woman, but it is the mall. What's the worst that could happen? Not much, probably. When I approached her, she said, I think you need to be in a pageant. Of course, I about fell out on the floor. I was about 50 at the time. What 50-year-old woman is going to be in a pageant? But when she described it, I thought, well, let me at least agree to get the information. When I said something to my husband about half an hour ago about how I met this woman in the mall and she wanted me to be in a pageant, he looked at me like, I was hallucinating. What did I have for dinner that night? Really? But the more I thought about it, 
I decided I would challenge myself. In fact, being in the Miss Wheelchair Florida pageant is what brought me to Toastmasters, and that's been something I've done now for over a decade. So it was a good experience. I have some lifelong friends from it, and I did find out, unbeknownst to me at the time, that the reason I probably didn't place better in that pageant is I couldn't shut up. (laughs) Okay, hence the tip off we were given today that once you get started, it's hard to shut you up. Yes. Okay. As you know, I am a self-proclaimed, happy, and proud, sassy, 60s milestone diva. No matter who we are or what we've endured, we each have our own birthday, which is a milestone of celebration each year during our lives. Therefore, on this podcast, we always provide opportunities to recognize and celebrate birthdays with our listeners. Robin, please share with us what was your most interesting or most fun birthday celebration after 50. I honestly need to give you a little background on this one. When I was turning 30, my husband decided to throw a surprise birthday party for me. Unfortunately, I almost missed my surprise birthday party because I was having way too much fun at the mall and he couldn't figure out how to get me home to the surprise party. When it was my 40th birthday, he decided to throw me a party. When I got to that particular day, there was the beautiful cake that he'd purchased from Publix, enough to feed about 20 people. We only had about six guests. Two of them were me and my husband, two were my parents, and four other people, all over the age of 65, for my 40th birthday party. I asked him, where are all the guests? He said, well, they were all busy. I said, and when did you ask them? He said, two days ago. So when it became my 50th birthday, I planned it. I set up the guest list, the location, planned everything well in advance. It did happen to be Super Bowl Sunday, but thankfully my friends would rather show up at a restaurant and eat and plan a nice celebration for me instead. I didn't do so much for my 60th birthday, but I will admit the one that I had just a week or a half ago was memorable as well. Maybe not the best birthday, but memorable because I wanted a fancy dinner pate with real plates, silverware, and cups, not the paper plates, throwaway napkins, and solo cups of previous parties at our house. We planned it for February 6th. However, If you don't recall, that was the night a bad storm was scheduled to come through. The day before, we went and purchased all the required food and were ready to go. On the way home from the grocery store at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, my husband says, 
Why don't we have the party tonight? Call your friends. See if they can come. I said, are you serious? He goes, what's the worst they could say? No. So I called my friends. They agreed to come, and we threw a party together in an hour and a half. They showed up. We had a great time. I ate way too much ice cream and chocolate. Couldn't fall asleep till four in the morning. So my real birthday was spent with insomnia, oversleeping, laying around the house, and waiting for a storm to come. That may be memorable in itself as well. There you go. Well, spontaneity is always great. So planning it or not planning it for the day before worked out. It did. Yes, of course, you had to deal with the consequences later, but then you could still remember the good times just 24 hours earlier. Yes. Well, Robin, you know, you and I are in Toastmasters together, and I've had a wonderful experience in Toastmasters, and you're a big part of that. You know how it is when you go places, say, for example, I've grown up in a church. I don't Mm -hmm. know about you, but I have. And then when you go to church on Sundays, there's certain pews that certain people sit in. And you know you should never sit there because that is Miss So-and-So's seat. You're right. And if you dare do that, you'll get the side eye all day long. Well, but there's something familiar about that that we like. And that's what I feel like when I go to to Toastmasters meetings on Mondays. Not that you have a favorite spot in the meeting place, but you're a familiar and comfortable soul that's there. And I could feel like all is well in the world because (laughs) certain people are present. And that's what you bring to the meetings for me. So I really appreciate that. Tell us a little bit more about your genealogy and your choral singing. Oh my gosh. You're going to get me started now, aren't you? Yes. I got interested in genealogy in the 1990s, well before the internet, back when the only way to research your family was to either write letters or physically go places, which is actually one reason that I would grab my husband during our vacations and drag him to courthouses, historical societies, and cemeteries. It was a great adventure because I enjoy the puzzle and the detective work that it takes to find out where your ancestors came from, whether it's just your grandmother or your grandfather or people even earlier than that. It's been a challenge at times, like most of us, we have things that we can't figure out about why they happened or where they happened or when they happened. But it's been fun, and I still do it some to this day. I'm a member of the local genealogical society and enjoy those people as well as the Toastmasters group. Now, when it comes to choral singing, I'll have to admit, I started singing in a children's chorus when I was about 11 years old. And except for a few years in between when I finished my undergraduate degree and joined the Tallahassee Civic Chorale when they organized in 1986, I pretty much sung my whole life. 
I enjoy group singing more than I enjoy solo singing. If you've ever been in a church choir or a community group, you can probably tell that there's some kind of extra energy when you have other people doing the same thing that you're doing. And it really doesn't always matter if we have an audience. I probably shouldn't confess that. But even the rehearsals are fun. I may be tired on Tuesday afternoons and dread getting into the car and driving. For me, it's about a 20, 25-minute drive to the rehearsal site. But once I get there and my friends and deep breathing, because you have to breathe deeply to sing, at the end of those two hours, I'm talking nonstop excited, have trouble going home and falling asleep, of course. (laughs) Much easier now that I'm retired than when I was working. But I've actually been in that group now, I guess this is my 35th year. I've only had really two concerts that I've missed for illness in 35 years. So when I'm not around Everyone who's been in the group for a while says, where's Robin? Something must be really up or she would be here. Absolutely. I'm sure they're feeling the same way I feel at the Toastmaster meetings because you do have that calming presence that everyone likes. Well, Robin, we really do appreciate your time with us. It's shorter than I thought it would be, but just long enough. We learned a lot about you a little bit about genealogy, a little bit about singing in a choral group, and practically nothing about Toastmasters. (laughs) (laughs) But anyone who wants to know more about Toastmasters can visit their website at toastmasters.org. Is it that simple? It is. Toastmasters.org. That's what they can do. Go visit it and find out all about it. And visit us on Monday evenings at La Fiesta Restaurant in Tallahassee, Florida. Six o'clock. You will see Robin and or Gloria ready to speak and share good information with you. At the Cup of Glow podcast, we advocate for embracing every day as a new day. Birthdays included. It's all about you and your powerful self, enjoying your life as boldly and as lively as only you can. I'm in my sassy 60s, and I love it. Today's program was brought to you by Replay Fitness, helping women age 50 and older to find their power. Thank you so much for joining us today. We believe that everyone has an opinion, and we want to hear from you. Have you or someone you know celebrated a pearl, 30 years, ruby, 40 years, gold, 50 years, or another milestone wedding anniversary? If so, please share your tips for long-term marital success. Please email your comments to us at info at replayfitnessinc.com. Until next time, this has been the Cup of Glow podcast with Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva. It's about a decade and not a date.